Sir, episode number four, going deeper. I'm really liking these. I know I said it every week, but I get juiced for this new episode. And Lo, I love to kind of take the rock and pass it off to you and let you carry this thing. So I know Craig Conover was uh, an interesting interview for you. I know reality TV for you is similar. You feel about <laughs> like I do about it. So I can't wait to go a little bit deeper on this and extract a lot of cool stuff. It was interesting to see Craig's perspective on it now. Um, and, and I can't wait to see what you thought. Uh, so let's, let's do it. Let's go deeper. Yeah, let's do that. I actually want to start out with a question for you. What did you notice or if anything was different, what did you notice the difference in Craig from maybe your college days to now? Well, apart from the fact that he's a little bit more mature, uh, at least seemingly, yeah, at least seemingly in that moment, that frame that I got to see him in, um, I think he obviously he's just gotten a lot of perspective. He was thrown into the spotlight at a relatively young age, and and Craig was a wild child, man. Craig enjoyed himself, and um, as he said many many a times in the in the episode, that he needed validation from other people. He loved to be around other people, and now he's gotten more of it it looks like than he bargained for and he's had to learn how to deal with those type of experiences and I think that forces someone um, to grow up pretty quickly and he said in other parts of the show I think maybe before we got started off air he mentioned how a lot of the cast members are directing pieces of the show so Mm -hmm. they have large amounts of responsibility to manage produce facilitate that kind of stuff and when you're managing images, especially your own image at that young of an age, I mean, 21, 22 years old, I guess, maybe, maybe a little bit older when he started this. Um, I, it's a lot of pressure. And so it's interesting to see how he's kind of uh, been broken to a degree and matured through this process. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's really interesting to hear him talk about his childhood. And he actually said that that helped prepare him for a lot, both in college and on this show specifically. He said that he had a really tough childhood, that he would get teased a lot, but his parents and his home life was super supportive. And so he was able to kind of filter out the noise. And he mentioned trolls and some of his other castmates struggling with that stuff, but that he, and he called it self-actualized earlier, which I thought was incredible. And what a skill. It's something I've certainly worked on. I know many people still struggle with that. I still struggle with it. We all do. But the fact that he had such a tough upbringing has been able to shift that now. And that's been a, a key point for him to be able to succeed and kind of keep some of those um, external demons at bay, if you will. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Uh, I, I got a short piece of it in the in the MLS and got to experience it to a small degree, but I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be in front of an audience that size. And I mean, it, to that token, to not be able to live your everyday life without being worried about who's got their camera on you or who's leading you to listen to what you have to say. That whole piece of uh, voyeurism to me is is terrifying. So at the end of the day, it seems like he's managed it well. Um, and 
you know, as, as, as tough as those experiences were when he was younger, I'm sure they prepped him for what he had no idea he was going to be getting himself into. And he mentioned, you know, a couple of the castmates literally struggling with um, bodily images that were, um, that were, you know, promoted from the nasty things that people would say to them in their social, in their social media spaces. So um, it's just sad to know that some people will do everything they can. And he, he mentioned it being gamified, like people earning more points for, for teasing other people. And it almost becomes just a piece of attention. Can someone get the attention of the influencer of the actor of the reality TV star just to provoke a, a, a reaction? Yeah. And I think, you know, when talking about trolls, I, I thought that was a great explanation of how people exist on social media. It's they, and he said, they don't, it's not really themselves. It is a game to them because they see these people, athletes, uh, uh, anyone that's in the, the public eye as someone that's not real. And then if they are responded to directly, they're like, Oh no, man, I didn't mean it. Um, and, and I thought it was cool that he showed empathy towards those people saying it is not really them and that this is not who they would be, but the fact that this still exists is really sad. And, and I I wish that it wasn't so removed, but it is really similar to a video game. If you think about it. Yeah. the, The thought of that, that people will go down that disgusting hole is uh, is terrible but at the end of the day he did mention you sign your life away when it mm-hmm. comes to reality tv show and this is uh this is what you get yourself into so i guess this there's positives and negatives and his perspective was i've got nothing to to be complaining about you know i could mm-hmm. be pulling double shifts as a server um and, and he's got the opportunity to get in front of masses and to have his um his life documented and to a degree that's something that he'll always be able to look back on and remember and enjoy yeah that's so true would you in 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 hindsight looking at and listening to craig's experience if bravo were to come to you and they would have planted uh scouts to come specifically look for someone that looked just like you and they did the the work that bravo had done to find you and they placed this contract in front of you with Let's call it, let's call it $200,000 a year, all right, which is probably a very conservative number comparatively to what they saw. Um, let's just say they, for a nice round number, they placed that in front of you and said, sign on this dotted line and, uh, and let's get going in this reality TV show. What would you oh, say? Oh, man. God, that's such a double-edged sword because like he said, now he has a platform that will you know, outlive the length of the show, but can you sustain, um, you know, do you want to be viewed in the public eye that way? Um, that's a lot. Uh, I, think, I think that I, I would, and I, I, I kind of related to what he said. I when he was trying to figure out if he should do it or not, when he, he mentioned, I, I, what would I regret more not doing this or trying to deal with any sort of um, bad publicity or things afterwards. And he was like, absolutely. I'd rather not have that regret. And I, I try to live my life in a similar way. I don't want to 
say no to opportunities that are presented to me and then maybe later regret them. You can always pivot out of something if in the middle of it, you're like, this isn't right. So um, yeah, I think I would. Four would years four years ago, would you have considered yourself uh, having the ability to deal with the negativity and the haters and the naysayers and not allow it to have affected you four, four or five years ago? Hmm. That's right around the spot where I was starting to get um, really comfortable in myself. Uh, I, I would have been right on the cusp. So ugh, maybe not, but I also wasn't in, as invested in social media or as in tune with social media then. So I don't know if it would have had as big of an impact. But I, And I'd cut out TV and, and stuff like that at that time. So yeah. yeah. I think, I, think, okay. I think Instagram started what 2011 2012 so this would have been right on the cusp yeah Instagram would have just started and probably wouldn't have been much for people to get to you whether maybe differently if you were using Twitter or Facebook but Instagram right now is a portal for massive amount of love and a massive amount of hate just depending upon what you're using it for so anyways, isn't that like the reality of life though? I mean, you can, you can spend your days, um, doing positive things, thinking positive thoughts, moving in a positive direction, or you can be wallowing and just super negative about every situation that comes up. Yep. Uh, as Tom Billy, says moves toward, towards that, which gets you closer to your dreams. Mm -hmm. It's a binary process. If you think about it, man, does this get me to closer to where I want to go or does it not mm -hmm. use wisely? Absolutely. I, uh, another thing that Craig said that I, <laughs> I laughed at was that he said in this, I think it was kind of the first season, but definitely the second season that he was trying to make it look like he had stuff figured out. And the reality is that none of us, like there's no freaking answer to life. Like we're all figuring it out as we go. And, and some of us have formulas that work some days and we're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's replicate those. But there's, there's never, uh, you know, it's a facade really that people put up. They're like, oh no, I, I've got it figured out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Tom Billiews and the Tony Robbins for sure have some really great formulas, but you never know what could happen. And I think what makes them so great is because their perspective of that they will be okay, no matter what is thrown their way, because they're rooted and in, in grounded in authenticity and mindfulness. And that essentially helps you have the perspective for a great life, no matter what's happening. Yeah, I'm just still looking for the contra cheat code. Up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. Uh, if any of you guys have the contra cheat code for life, just DM me on Instagram. Let me know that. I'm trying to level up five <laughs> levels and skip, you know. Um, anyways, public service announcement. <laughs> um, what else do we have here? Oh, I also love this. This is so funny when he said, uh, I had to realize that I am a piece of shit <laughs> before I could <laughs> myself oh my gosh do you um there was a I don't know if I've ever quite felt that strongly about myself but there was a time where I had to look at myself and be like oh like I haven't done anything like I need to go work on that or oh I need to do this work do you have you had similar times like that I mean if you have but yeah yeah I feel like every single day I'm needing to do more work um the the issue is actually 
being gentler on myself and mm. not pushing so hard all of the time. The issue for me is not competing and driving to get better and be ambitious with my goals and my dreams and my desires. The issue is the balance to that, which mm. is why the platform of creating space has actually been started is how do I give myself the balance to fall in love with myself while at the same time viciously pursuing what it is that I want in my life and desire to build for myself and for others. So that, uh, that whole um, eternal battle between light and dark, I think we all struggle with that. Yeah, the balance, the balance between light and dark for sure is so, so important for all of us to try to understand, I think, both sides and, and, and maintain and appreciate both. I think right. that was from the last podcast from DeAndre. Right. All right. Um, what else did he say? Uh, Craig really got into, oh, uh, kind of along those same lines, not doing anything with the talents you've been giving. So are you applying the things that you're actually good at, not just knowing that you have them? <sighs> Man, execution is what that's about, right? Um, and execution for most individuals is the hardest piece of life. To talk about things, but not to walk the walk is mm-hmm. people's biggest struggle. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, he talked about procrastination being so hard, but at the end of the day, the more you focus on being a, a procrastinator, the more energy you're giving towards procrastination. So Simply the mindset shift in that would be, let me focus on what is the easiest thing that I can do right now to prove to myself that I am not a procrastinator, that I am an executor in simply taking action in the thought of not thinking about being a procrastinator simply means that you are no longer a procrastinator. You are now an executor and Mm -hmm. in recognition of taking the choice to move towards execution and not procrastination therefore redeems the fact that you are not a procrastinator, you are actually executor. And that goes back to mindset. That goes back to the choice of what you choose to, the choice of what you want to focus on. So simply for those of you out there who continue to judge yourself because um, you're not doing enough or you feel like you're comparing yourself to others, the moment you shift to what you can do and you do it, whether that be to take a breath as simple as taking a breath, a mindful breath, or to solve that problem by sending that email or writing that check or making that payment or balancing the checkbook, whatever that may be, is moving yourself from procrastinator to executor. So focusing back on mindset and what you, um, the reality of what you focus on expands. Absolutely. What a great perspective shift and great actionable steps that people can take. And I think also shifting your perspective on deadlines, which is procrastinating is essentially not doing something until the deadline is there. But I think deadlines drive us. And if you just pull your deadlines up and get the things done that you need to do, that's a, it's a positive thing to get it done. So it, a lot of times in life, I think we have these goals or dreams and we procrastinate on them because we don't give ourselves a deadline to do them or even a deadline, like you said, for the little steps, like those small actionable steps. And that's just a piece of, of moving forward. And like you said, being an executor. <sighs> so hard. 
I understand those on the other line so hard, but it's conscious choices. Every opportunity is a new choice. Do you move towards that which makes you better? Do you move away from that which makes you better? Split yourself, suspend yourself in that decision. You get to consciously make a choice. Do I go towards what makes me better? Do I move towards pleasure or do I move away from pain or move towards pain? Your choice. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes a lot of these things that we need to do aren't necessarily easy, but if your goal is something you truly believe in and that you're connected to, you'll put the time and effort and the energy in to do it. And, and that's not to say that you don't need outside help. It's so great to have accountability partners, to have coaches or someone that you're working towards a goal with, no matter what it is you're working on. If you're trying to lose weight, if you're building a business, if you're working on a project, all of those things help us. Those are, these are just all tools and resources to help us get the job done. It's really difficult to do something alone with no one involved. I know very few people who can do that. Um, a famous example is Derek Sivers. His drive and, and determination is incredible, but he's like the ultimate introvert and he can work on things for like three months with his head down. It's really interesting to hear him talk about that. But for most of us, we need some help. We need external support and motivation. No kidding. No kidding. Have you, have you heard of Derek Sivers or anything that he- Only through you. Yeah. Only okay. through you. Yep. Yeah, for the for the listeners, he's uh, he told a story about how he'll just go so deep into things. And for example, he would go play with his son at the park or at the lake. And if his son wanted to skip rocks, he'd sit there skipping rocks with his son for hours. Whereas most people, not just parents, but people would be like, all right, cool. It's been 15 minutes. Let's go. He's like, nope, we're just going to do this for as long as you want. I mean, that's just another level of being mindful that I cannot quite fathom. So good, Lo. So good. Yeah. I'd, it, I'm, uh, I'm one of those people that uh, anything that twitches or moves around me is like, oh, a squirrel. Oh, <laughs> My, my mind races a thousand miles a minute and slowing down uh, is, is definitely a skill I'm working on building. Yeah, it comes in. Everything is all about balance, whether it's light and dark or moving fast versus being mindful. We've talked a little bit about that, you know, this ability to want to succeed and to get better and to do more and do bigger things, but also being mindful and be able to have gratitude for everything that you've done and, and just be in the present moment. It's a tough balance. No kidding. Do you have any specific things that you do with your daily routine that help you shift between doing more, but also being mindful? Yeah. My guided meditation routines right now, we talked a little bit about this in uh, this week's episode are that they're really serving me for clarity, for focus uh, and for confidence. So my morning routine is as follows. Wake up before I even uh, set my feet on the ground. I've got headphones connected to my cell phone and I pick up my cell phone and I go directly to a 10 minute guided meditation that we've actually put together inside of a blog post. I've got my top five uh, guided meditations that I will plug into you guys. You can find those in the blog post at creatingspacemovement.com slash blog. Inside of there, I'll choose one of the five top medi meditations inside of there that I want to focus on for the day. I'll drop those in. None of them are over 15 minutes long. I'll go through my guided meditation practice from 
from that point, I'm up to my yoga mat, which is in my living room. I'm doing sun salutations that will build my inner fire. It will open up my body, get me warm, get me moving well with good movement properties. And then once I feel capable, confident, and uh, clear on my mat, then I move into a shower, which I recommend everyone shower in the morning for those of you guys on the other side of the line. Cold. I like but, cold showers. But jumping in the shower with a cold shower is, uh, is my focus right now. That's a clean shock to my neurological system. That's going to make me hyper aware. That's, uh, that is the universe's coffee right there. It shocks mm-hmm. the system. I'm up and ready to go. And then from that point, I'm knocking my big rocks out first trying to get my hardest tasks of the day because my my battery level, so to speak, is at its optimum level. And I can take out as many big tasks as possible. A lot of my podcast interviews are hosted at the morning. A lot of my big meetings are hosted in the morning. Any travel that I'm doing, I get that done early in the morning. Try to get the biggest tasks, the hardest tasks, and the the, the most time-consuming tasks out of the way in the very beginning of my day. Love it. Yeah, it's funny to see um, just all the different people I know, and you specifically, the difference in energy in the beginning of the day versus the end of the day. And I'm a little bit of the opposite. I, I can get going in the morning. It takes me a little bit, but then my brain's like on all firing on all cylinders at midnight. Still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, in my morning routine, just to, to share uh, similar um, themes, but I make my bed have a big glass of water, try to get some movement in 10, 15 minutes. Also, also do the cold shower. I just love the cold shower. There's something about it and it, and it's really good for your body, your blood flow. It helps your, um, the, your veins and your arteries, the circulation in there. So I know it sounds horrible. It's really not. Um, you can ease into it, but definitely that's one thing I think everyone could do you know, without fail, just give your, like, end your shower on 30 sec, 30 seconds, 60 seconds on, on cold. Let's yeah, no doubt. A little no bit doubt. of an Arctic blast. <laughs> yeah. Um, gratitude. Let's not forget that. And at the end oh, of the yes. day, ending your day with gratitude as well. Some mm-hmm. great tips for waking up, uh, feeling clear, confident, um, and, and moving forward with great power and strength in your day. And then, um, ending your day, closing your day with, gratitude for all the things that that are going well in your life focusing on the positives so another episode of going deeper really really enjoying these be sure to hit us with uh with a screenshot of this going deeper ex uh episode not exercise episode (laughs) and uh tag us on ig man we'd love to connect with you guys that are feeling connected to the message and really looking forward to having those combos over there in our social spaces so once again if you want those top five guided meditations you can find those at creatingspacemovement.com slash blog go check those guys out all right yeah last thing last thing i'll say about craig is he ended with take chances and uh i hope everyone takes a chance sometime this week not necessarily a risky one but just something new try to integrate something new into your life all right integrate something new we will uh, circle back around with you guys for mindset monday